Hello, welcome back to Media Snack, live from New York. Greetings from London. So today we're continuing a bit of a theme. We've been talking with you, uh, and thank you again for all your questions and comments. Really appreciate your participation in this discussion because, uh, and there's actually, there's a lot of conversation going on at the moment, isn't there, which we're going to probably touch on maybe next week, where uh, you know a lot of agencies, trade bodies, advertisers are saying, you know, in some places, the pitch is... People saying pitch is broken. And what they mean is that there are some challenges in pitching and that we that we should all collectively be looking at. And that's good. You might know that we as IDcoms, we've been doing this over 10 years. We've run some of the biggest pitches in the world and um, I've worked with all, you know, dozens of different advertisers through pitching and all of the major agencies and independents and even small independent agencies. Mm-hmm. Um we're always trying to get better. We've always tried to hold a very high standard and, and I think in some ways set some standards in, in good quality pitching. We can always be better. And so we're open and we're listening. Um, and so for the last few weeks, we've been looking at some different components of best practice that we've kind of crafted over the last 10 years and things that we think work well and we're f- maybe foolishly sharing them with the whole world. Um, and some of these are the kind of secret sources to a really good pitch. And so and today's no different. Um, so today, uh, which builds on uh, an episode where we talked about, you know, four the four really big questions that a pitch needs to ask, and I'll explain a bit more about that in a second uh, from a prior episode. But here's like how do how do you actually evaluate agencies in a pitch? Okay, um, so and that's really important important to discover. And as we go through this episode, you'll hear why that's so important to think about. And David's got some good suggestions as to, you know, if you're thinking about planning a pitch, um, exactly what you should be thinking about how you're going to make decisions. All coming up in today's Media Snack. Welcome to Media Snack, the live weekly show where we unpack the important questions that you will have about media, agencies, marketing, and more. If you're new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Subscribe below to get alerts of all upcoming weekly episodes. Right then, so as I said in the intro, um, we're going to talk about how to evaluate agencies. So what's our question of the week? So how should you evaluate agencies during a pitch? Good, we like that. Uh, So as usual format, I will unpack just some, some considerations in this area and then David's going to give you some uh, some tips, some really good tips that we've learned over the years about how to actually approach this. So uh, everybody's been involved in a pitch somewhere, probably at some point, whether you've been on the agency side, receiving a brief and having to, you know, uh, eat lots of pizza and burn burn lots of hours, uh, frequent criticism from the agencies of pitches. It's very intense, can be very intensive working. Um, or you've been on the advertiser side, perhaps, um, which still a lot of work. I think you might underestimate the amount of work that goes in on the advertiser side. For those of you that have run pitches on the advertiser side, you know it's hard work. We know because we work with you. Um, The net of that is that everybody is working hard on pitches. Um, They do have a role to play. They may be misused in some circumstances, hopefully not by us, but we do hear some uh, you know some scary, some scary stories, but that's, we'll save those for another, another day. Um, one thing is true of every pitch, though it requires decision making. If you think of it, it's a it's a selection exercise, right? So you start with a short list, or you start often with a long list of agencies. You take it down to a short list that you think are good, potentially good fit, 
And then you go through a process of learning more about that agency's capabilities and their people and their ability to meet your brief as an advertiser. And it's a funneling exercise. And so a typical pitch that we would run would, you know, once you've got down to that short list, then you go through a few different exercises and then you have some uh, what we call, you know, stage gates or decision gates where you might remove one agency and continue with the next, just the final three or the final two, all the way until your point where you can look back and say, actually, this should be the winning agency. But how do you do that? How do you decide which agencies stay in the process? And right at the end, when you're down to the final two, how do you pick? Because often, if it's a good pitch, we say to advertisers, a good pitch should make the, the end result really difficult, right? Because you've got two very strong propositions from two different agencies. So how do you make the decision? So um, the trick is to have a really good clarity on all that decision-making. We call it a, a framework of evaluation, so consultants speak, but framework of evaluation that you need to set up front. It should be one of your preparation tasks. And it's really important because it keeps objectivity through the evaluation and objectivity is the kind of gold dust uh, magic of a great pitch is maintaining objectivity particularly when you have lots and lots of stakeholders we've we've run pitches that cover you know 80 markets around the world and you have vast stakeholder sets it, lots of people that, that could be impacted or influence the decision and of course you have to highlight and you have to focus on a core decision making team but there's a lot of consideration, a lot of people to consider. A few a few weeks ago, episode 220, which we which I recommend that you look at because I think we really felt like this is we're giving away all the secrets in episode 220. We called it the four most important questions in a pitch, uh, and they and they truly are. They truly are. So if you're in in the mind to pitch an agency or you're reviewing your agency, those are the four questions. We'll link to it um, uh, so you can can have a look at it afterwards. One of those questions was actually an agency question, is how do we win this pitch? Like they wanna know, what, what do we have to do to win? And the way that you give them that information is that you give them a bit of uh, insight and transparency into how decisions are going to be made. Yeah. It's a really useful skill. If you are applying for anything, if you're applying for a job or you're you know, applying for a place at university or you're anything where you're go undergoing some kind of selection, You'd love to know how are you going to be making decisions, okay? So then you can optimize yourself to that decision-making. So we're really strong advocates for not only have an evaluation criteria and have a scoring methodology, uh, but share some of that with, with the participating agencies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to quickly just touch through, like, why these things are important. And, and then, David, I, I think you know, we want to spend more time just really thinking about how to get this done. Okay, and I've touched on these a little bit in the intro, but, you know, some of the benefits of having an evaluation criteria for scoring is it gives you that framework for final decision making so when you get to the end you can then look back at a schedule of what the scores that you've given each agency individually and then collectively aggregate as a group and then you have something which is robust and stands up to scrutiny is often we have you know, company CEOs, advertiser CEOs might be participating in some parts of the pitch, like we've talked about the, the agency briefing, for example, great opportunity. But they often then need to be aligned on the final decision. Yeah. So you have to have a schedule 
or framework of scoring that you can go to them and say, hey, look, this is how we've scored objectively through this process, and this is the clear winner. Um, it, I said it maintains objectivity because it allows every single scoring stakeholder on the advertiser side a consistent methodology of evaluating agency. Okay, What we're trying to do is iron out all and remove any subjectivity. It can creep in. It tries to creep in, doesn't it? Right, there's some, <laughs> you know, there's always like somebody. Somebody will bring their kind of subjectivity, but then you've then you've got a framework you can hold them back to that. This is how you're going to judge agencies' work, um, and if you consistently do that, it provides the process with great integrity. I said at the beginning, uh, giving giving the agencies visibility of this allows them to prepare for the process. That's critically important. Give them insight to how they're going to what they need to do to win and then let them optimize all of their resources and their skills and their creativity to uh, to try to win according to those criteria. Very, very good. Um, and the final thing, I say this to our teams a lot, is you know, pitches can take a little while, right? It might take six months to execute a pitch from beginning to end. Uh, stakeholders, people on the advertiser side, sometimes change. Mm. You know, they get in a different job or they move to a different department or they they have to drop out of the pitch or you know a new CMO comes in or something something happens there's there's quite often personnel change through the through the advertiser stakeholder team and just having a robust framework like this enables it very easy for people if they have to to come or leave the process with confidence um, and to help you then sell that up in through the business to get to get full alignment so uh, it if it wasn't clear it's really important yeah. uh, and we would really strongly advocate you know, take the time, build an evaluate, build an evaluation criteria, uh, and make it clear. So, all that said, clearly, I've established one thing in the last ten minutes. It's, it's important. How would we? How would we do that? Well, you're right. It is absolutely critical. And in the preparation stage, which is arguably the most important stage of the pitch process, you've got to get the preparation right. Uh, it's probably the most important decision making process that the client stakeholders will need to go through. So make sure that the tip number one is get alignment on the evaluation criteria in the preparation stage. Don't change the rules as the process goes. Don't wait until the difficult decisions are going to have to be made in the final decision-making process. You've got to go into that meeting at the end of the pitch process with a really clear framework for how you are going to be selecting that kind of partner so get the evaluation process done at the beginning of the the, the process and align all of the key stakeholders so understand what the framework for evaluating the agencies are going to be around who has voting protocol are you going to wait certain markets certain stakeholders make that really clear and importantly what are the scenarios that may pan out when you get to that final decision-making process uh, at the end of the, the pitch, what happens if marketing want agency A and procurement want agency B? What happens? Who wins in that kind of scenario? So the evaluation criteria isn't simply putting proportions of weighting against certain aspects of the process. It's about truly understanding the what if. What happens at the end of this process? And then if you can align all of those uh, all of those considerations at the beginning of the process, then you can go through that entire review 
in the knowledge, in the confidence that when the decisions are made, as you say, there will be a framework for the most appropriate objective decision making of all to get it done early. Yeah. And I just, David, just we've had a few people say, like, can you kind of give us some examples of things, you know? So, uh, and you mentioned one there where you might have a split of stakeholders. You know, in the practical, it's a, a typical scenario, um, realistic scenario, is that, you know, the advertiser, let's just say the advertiser is a big global advertiser and they have five different agency groups that they're working with at different part, different, you know, different places in the world. Yeah. And let's just say all of those regions are broadly happy with their existing agency, but they see the benefits maybe of having a single common agency across thing. So you don't go into that pitch saying, right, we've just got to find one because one might not be the right solution. But at the same time, you have consensus across all of your regions that let's explore that. And if yeah. maybe there is one that suits us all, then we could move to a consolidated view with one single agency. Um, so therefore, it that starts to lead that evaluation. So you would say, uh, okay, well, what weighting does Asia or Europe or LATAM or exactly. North America or Africa have? in the decision-making yeah, and what's the threshold that you need to get to that will trigger a full consolidation? Cause you might not have a hundred percent buy-in, mm. but you know, what's, what's good enough. And I think that those are much easier questions to have, as you said, at the beginning, yeah. than if you're trying to figure it out at the end, well, you know, does this vote more than that vote? Exactly. And, and, and also at that stage, when, when the process is being developed, and created those are the times to be starting to have those what if conversations yeah. what if critical market why says over my dead body you we've were going to say germany you were going to say germany simply <laughs> because that was the conversation that we've had in the past it's often, often yes often. it is over my dead body will i use that agency right yeah. what happens there what happens if the two most significant and, and influential stakeholders within the working group, often the chief marketing officer and the chief procurement officer, cannot agree, mm -hmm. who, has, who has executive decision-making rights? And if it, it is then the CEO, the CEO needs to be aligned on that role, that potential possible role that he or she will have to play at that early stage. So yeah. getting all of these things done at that stage of the process will enable the decision-making at the end of the review to be far more effective. Yeah. It's, it's quite a fun process as well. It's, this, this sounds like this is, you know, political minefield. Um, but we, when we start a pitch where we know that that's going to be the case, I mean, you should do an evaluation criteria or whatever, but if we know that there's a complexities and particularly on, you know, multi-divisional, multi-market complex businesses, um, is that you can try to neutralize a lot of the, a lot of that kind of internal politics right at the beginning it's a bit of a chunky exercise to do up front and i think mm. a lot of advertisers are a bit kind of fearful of even starting that on their own and that's where it's valuable i think we find it quite easy because we're the you know, the independent objective third party and we just turn up and we say look this is how to do it yeah. but it's quite a good exercise to do and you get everybody bought into that uh, and then it just you know, takes the takes that stress yeah. away from everybody that they don't, they're not going to have to play politics or yeah. pick sides or you know, whatever. Everyone plays their own game then. 
and nobody's fallen out at that stage. It's still the honeymoon period yeah. of, the, of the process. You know, you haven't been on the road. You haven't had arguments about one agency versus another. You know, everybody's still playing nicely at that part of the process. So you can hopefully get alignment far quicker. Yeah. But everybody has to be committed. Everybody has to sign up to that and then you move forward. So that's Good. the first tip. Good. Get it done early. The second one is make sure that your overarching filters for evaluation are balanced. Normally speaking, right, you'll say, right, there are three things that we're broadly going to evaluate. We're going to evaluate the agencies on their capabilities. Do they have the right talent and the right abilities, which will come from technology and tools as well to deliver what our needs are as a business? So do they have the right capabilities? Secondly, are they going to provide us with the right commercial offer? You know, is there a savings target? involved what is going to be the fee structure what is going to be the balance between performance and and commission for example so what are the commercials and that's good because that's empirical you can evaluate that in an empirical clear objective way without bringing subjectivity but then the third component which is disproportionately more impactful in my in my opinion is what's the cultural fit mm -hmm. can you work with these people on a Friday night, when everything is going horribly wrong, you need a board paper being written for the Monday morning. Is that agency going to go to the trenches with you? Can you work with that, that agency, that, those people? And that becomes a little bit more subjective. Now, getting the balance right between these three filters are critical because it also sends an important message to the marketplace. If you share only one thing with the agencies, it's, it's what those proportions should be. Yeah. are going to be because if you over dial the commercial aspect of it if you say for example the commercials are going to are going to account for 60 percent of the evaluation criteria yeah. the agency, then the agency thinks we're going to buy it who cares they're not they're not interested in talent they're not interested in strategy we're going to dial down we're going to undervalue that and we're going to just focus on on the money on the pricing because we can buy it and then it becomes a race to the bottom now that's deeply dangerous Conversely, if you go right, if it's all about talent and capabilities and it's going to be 70, 80 percent, then the agencies will ignore the pricing. They'll ignore the commercials because it won't have a material impact on the decision making. So finding the right balance whereby you you are telling the agency community that they can't either buy it and they can't undervalue the pricing. But there has to be a clear combination between the two will allow the agencies to set themselves up in, in a way that will deliver against your kind of key success criteria. Yeah. Finding those kind of balances are really important as well. Yeah. I should, should say, I mean, again, to give an example, is that, the, it, again, it's, an, it's another exercise that we do with the stakeholder team in preparation for a pitch. It's, a, again, a relatively simple exercise but it can take some discussion. Yeah. And we call this the three C's, which is the, the capabilities, cultural term, uh, cultural fit and commercial terms. And our start point is a 40-40-20. So 40% capabilities, 40% commercials, and 20% cultural fit. As you said, as soon as commercials starts to raise up near or above 50%, it looks like a very pricing-driven pitch. So we think that's a pretty good balance. But on every pitch, there's some tweaking of that, you know, and then some some advertisers will want to say, I mean, we have some standard definitions for what we think, you know, capabilities means. Yeah. 
they will want to bring in their own cultural language into those kind of things. They want to define what they mean by cultural fit. It might not just be like we'd like the people, but we want to see all the policies related to, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or ethics, or whatever it might be. Some kind of elements that that require some actual evaluation, you know, some clear evaluation on these things. So, again, another exercise. This is a critical exercise. Do pre-pitch. Because do it pre-pitch is kind of fun. If you try and do it somewhere in the middle or the end, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and and the third the third tip that I'd give um, again from experience is don't don't boil the ocean. Um, you know the, the the evaluation criteria has to be a framework. It has to be uh, comprehensive because you know you're 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 having to stress test the agencies in the right way. But don't go to such a granular degree that the stakeholders going through the process get evaluation fatigue. It doesn't have to be, you're not evaluating one or 2% here and there. So be sensible with what you are evaluating. Make sure that the proportions of evaluation are sizable to make them significant and make sure that the elements in the process that you are going to be focusing on. So the strategic planning, the, the resourcing, the tools and technology, the ability to use data to make smart, informed media decisions. Make sure that they are considered within the framework, but don't over-granulize it. Um, so those are the, kind of the, the three key points that, that have proved successful in, in the reviews that, that we've managed. And getting that evaluation critical is, um, is such an important component of a successful review. Yeah, good. I like that. Uh, and we like doing that. And uh, what you get, the net result is is kind of exciting, is, is that you don't have a team that just makes the decision, but they're happy about the decision yeah. that they make. Like they feel good. Um, you know, we've had some recently where you know, advertisers have made a decision about their future agency needs for the next three, five, however many years. And you see full alignment and everybody really understands the journey that they've gone on. They can see all the scoring. It's there in black and white. It stands up to scrutiny. They've run a, a pitch with objectivity and integrity. Everybody's reputations are intact. Agencies feel good. The client feels really good about the decision that they're making. So these things have great power. And it just means that at the very least, you start off with enthusiasm and excitement. And we try to engineer long-lasting relationships so that's also also underpinned by good governance you know clear process structure scopes and all these kind of things that have a good chance of just being a really good productive uh, and rewarding agency relationship uh so the, you know these little exercises you can do up front they have a big impact so i uh, hope you appreciate that uh, if you've got any comments please leave them down below um we love to hear your feedback if you've had different experiences or additional things you'd like to build. Everyone, I'm sure, would love to hear them. Um, please subscribe because it lets uh, us let you know when new stuff's coming on and share this episode. Uh, if you like this episode, it allows other people to find it as well. So we really, always really appreciate that. But that's it for this week. Thank you very much for watching. See you next time. Media Snack is brought to you each week by IDcoms, the award-winning growth consultancy specializing in media. We help advertisers on a life cycle to grow in three service areas, operations, partnerships, and optimization that transform your media investments into real company growth.
Whether you're planning an agency pitch, upgrading your media organization, want to learn new best practice, or simply get better performance from your media investments, you can find out more at idcoms.com forward slash growth.